Rock's got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. These Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nothing spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bello. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos in the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Oh, it's another edition, a lovely Friday edition before game day. ETSU on the road in Knoxville to take on the SEC phone, the Tennessee Volunteers. Jay Santos, Mike Gallagher with you. Jam-packed show today, the route tree coming up in our second segment with Austin Herrick. We'll still talk a little Southern Conference football as well. Might have a special guest for you in the third uh, segment. And last but not least, bold prediction. Whoa, 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 the prediction. Great week for me last you week. You cheated. And I don't. That's not true at all. Lot of cheating going There's on. There's no such lot. thing as cheating. I mean, first I of all, the, first of all, the women's volleyball was like already complete. Thursday and, night yeah, is when uh, I did yeah, my bold predictions. I had them written down. Here it's not my fault. We're not on 24 hours a day. Otherwise, I would have looked brilliant the night before instead of the morning up. So three straight setters, and then of course, uh, it wasn't even close with LSU Miami. But we'll get to that later. I just saw Crazy Coach. He was roaming the hallways of <laughs> he was. ETSU, and he said that no, he did not. I'll listen back to his own segment, proving that even people that are on this show do not listen to it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And, uh, you know, but the problem for Crazy Coach, like a lot of coaches, they're not as savvy with uh, the world of the Internet and social media. Why is that? Well, because they just hire people to do it, and that's what people don't understand is a lot of these coaches, athletes, they have the marketers. Now there's a lot of athletes that athletes are more apt to do it, but coaches and stuff that are on there not necessarily doing it themselves, they have an assistant coach or in a higher level, they, they pay a firm or somebody to handle all that for them to try to make them look better. If you're big time enough or crazy enough in crazy mm-hmm. coach's case. Mm-hmm. And Crazy Coach posts some crazy things. I'm not sure you want Crazy Coach on social media if he is at the head of a program, if he is in an organization which is reputable uh, as one that would be keeping an eye on those kind of things. So Crazy Coach, um, clearly uh, with the craziness, you don't want that unleashed and have people scared away. But I think Crazy Coach also, as we heard yesterday, uh, has some very interesting, shareable, um, viral-type opinions. I mean, stuff that can be spread all over the Internet. Not that he'd ever know it. Oh, when, that's exactly right. He would actually ask if he could talk about that the next week about whatever that crazy coach said, and we'd have to remind him it was actually you. You were the, you were the guy. Coach. You were the Do problem. Not listen to what you say, the words coming out of your mouth. All right. It's game week. Uh, we'll talk crazy coach Thursday, give him some more sound bites. It's game week, though. ETSU Tennessee got a chance to talk to coordinators. We've talked to the head coach. We've ran into players. We'll have Austin Herrick and the route tree on a, a little bit later. You look at this contest, it's just the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, Mike. Last week, clearly ETSU, just bigger, stronger, faster at every position. Again, there's always an outlier here or there. It'll be the same thing this week, although it's flipped. ETSU will be at the disadvantage, maybe not at every position, but for the most part, bigger, stronger, faster. And, and here's the truth. 
the the twos and threes it's really your your biggest difference the depth the more scholarships the uh, the quickness, the speed, all that's going to come into play for ETSU. That being said, let's try to, as we will on most Friday mornings, let's try to break down the game, what we think ETSU um, could do. And, again, it's a little difficult because you're playing Tennessee this week, but your opening thoughts on what you think the Bucks need to do. Well, I think they're going to have to be able to possess the ball. Um, and I don't think if you're trying to pull an upset, unless it's a very, very fluky one, which we've seen in the past where um, Tennessee – for instance, would play their worst game of the year. They would uh, turn the ball over seven times, put your offense in good positions, uh, score, you know, 13, 16 points, and just never be able to develop a continuity and a rhythm. Um, so ETSU you know, finds themselves in some, you know, uh, very uh, fortuitous situations, places where they can take advantage of the mistakes that Tennessee has made. But here's the issue. I just don't see that happening this week because you go out last week if you're the Volunteers and you lose to West Virginia in pretty – handy fashion uh, get 429 put up on you in the air five touchdowns now of course the quarterback for West Virginia is probably going to be a top three top five Heisman favorite so I was telling you before the show I almost wish that Tennessee would have gone out and beaten West Virginia now would that mean they're a better team sure but it means they could sleep on ETSU a little bit and maybe play one of those kind of lackadaisical games where they go through it and just don't have um, much conviction about how they're playing well, so yeah go ahead I just want to piggyback that so when 1987, Coach Taylor was on the the team. It beat NC State. NC State, two weeks earlier, had knocked off the number three team in the country. It was homecoming game. You know, they're taking on um, ETSU. You know, I'm sure the homecoming parties were in full force Friday night. I've tried to reach out to contacts in Knoxville to make sure if they were out last night and they did see a couple players, go ahead and get that extra beverage for They gotten back to you? Go ahead. No, they have not. <laughs> okay, no, which probably means uh, that uh, Coach Pruitt. Like, yeah, well, I'm just saying Coach oh, okay. Pruitt's more like probably Coach Saban and have them locked up in a hotel somewhere as opposed to letting them roam free on campus, oh, which okay. is, is – I'm assuming that is I correct. You were I don't covering something up. No, I, no, I, I'm no, all I, for the wild accusations. That's oh great. yeah, no, no. I've, uh, most of the people that I sent that to probably were in bed by 10 o'clock. So <laughs> let's say I ran into them at 9:30. Probably didn't have a shot anyway. So, right. but great example. Flip side, a little basketball. ETSU went up to Syracuse, lost by 52. Their very next game was Georgia, um, in in Hawaii, and. Um, uh, again, my early days, single days, I was out and about uh, probably past curfew, which I didn't have a curfew, but I was out <laughs> and noticed a couple of the Georgia basketball curfew players. Out international were out. Waters, yeah, okay. yeah, I'm just saying. Right. I, I don't. Was it international? Waters? I suppose not. No, 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 no but that's okay. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah, I, right. I, I, I thought Jacob would clearly hit the red alert button at that one. I don't think Jacob's so happy. Yeah, that's a red alert. There we go. I'm just saying. I mean, international waters. Come on. That's something I would do. So there are waters. I but. I saw the players out, so yeah. I talked to, to Travis Strong the, the right before tip, and he said, well, how do you feel about this game? I said, well, <laughs> Travis, I said, uh, Georgia just looked at the last box score where he lost by 52, and they watched that game film. And then at least six of their guys were out last night at about 2, 3 in the morning. So I feel like you can win this game. And then the Bucks won by 20. Now, I didn't predict that. Yeah. Um, and then they played St. Mary's the next week, which they had three pros on that team, Lomar, Sanham, Patty Mills, and I'm drawing a blank on the other one real quick. Love but, Patty Mills. So uh, Travis asked me before that game, I said, well, I'm not feeling real good about that one. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, because those guys were mid-majors like ETSU trying to make a name for themselves. That being said, you know, d- does Tennessee do their players? And this is common. I mean, I'll be honest. Do, do you think ETSU Friday night before they played Mars Hill were maybe giving Mars Hill the respect they should? Do you think Tennessee's giving respect? ETSU, my thing is it's human nature. They're 18 to 21, 22-year-old kids. 
they that are 32 to 38 point favorites somewhere. You like. It is hard to to get everybody on that same page. Now there will be Tennessee players that are ready to go, but yes. I'm hoping there are a few that are not, and that throws off enough rhythm that ETSU hangs around long enough to where Tennessee gets nervous mid-third, late-third, early fourth. Well, here's my guess. I'm guessing that Jeremy Pruitt does have them locked up in a hotel room or they are just, you know, hunkered down, first-year head coach, looking for his first win in front of 80,000, 90,000 people at Neyland Stadium. I don't think that that's going to creep in. I don't think that doesn't mean ETSU has a chance. I think that they can still do things, and, and kind of going back to that conversation, while it would be nice if Tennessee played their worst game of the year, I don't think that's going to happen either. So you have to possess the ball, keep it out of that offense's hands. Now, did that offense show much last week? No, but with historically a secondary that um, has you know had its ups and downs in the past um, with a team that is going to be up front, outsized aside from this year player. I mean, he's <laughs> as big as they come at defensive end. I mean, he may not be you know, 280, 290, but he's as strong um, and vicious off that end as they come. So he's going to be fine with size. And up front, they've got some other big bodies, does ETSU. Uh, but regardless, you're facing guys that are you know, 6'6", 6'7", about 310, 320. ETSU needs to be able to establish a run game. And Randy Sanders earlier this week, and he's given Jacob Saylor some gruff a couple couple of times coming up to this game. Uh, you know, if he doesn't fall down, he's probably got 100 yards. So Jacob Saylor's uh, needs to not fall down, right? You can't make those kind of mistakes, and we kind of saw it, as we'll touch on a little bit later, um, last night um, with ETSU women's soccer. They, they made a mistake on that first goal they gave up to Tennessee. They took advantage, and there was really no looking back for the volunteers. Jacob Saylor's stay on his feet. You know, have some strong rushes and really establish that run with him and Quay Holmes. Uh, that'll be important. If you can do that, then he can open up the passing game just a little bit. And Quan Harrison with that big week he had last week. And then, of course, Logan Marchie. I mean, he's not going to be intimidated by this stage, as we've talked about. So offensively, if you can develop both sides of the game, which is going to be tough because Tennessee um, it can, you know, uh, it looks like they can stop the run a little bit. Um, so I'm not sure um, if you're going to be able to establish that run. But if you can, it'll be a big help. I think the 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 big thing too, and, and I've, again I've said this, I'm on record already with with some uh, talk shows in the Knoxville area. But the the truth in all these games have been a part of it, and and at all of them, including even women's soccer last night. Whether it's soccer, it's volleyball, it's baseball, softball, basketball, football. When you go to those places, if you can survive that first wave, so. You know, in basketball, it's the first couple media timeouts. If if you um, can, you know, you're you're just kind of you've weathered the storm. You're right there. For football, it's usually the first two three possessions because you cannot mimic the speed, the size, the strength. I mean, there's no way to do it because there's really maybe one or two year guys on the roster when it's all said and done could have made that team. And Randy Sanders talked about that with you on the coach yeah, show. He said, well, give him a two, three-yard head start, things like yeah, that. But, you can do a few things, yeah. but you just can't do it. So the first couple of series, uh, it, again, as long as I've done this, in all those sports, it's just surviving until you figure out the speed, you get used to everything. So if ETSU in the first three series can just keep their head above water, and that probably means, and I'm just guessing, but Coach Taylor's not going to be as aggressive. He'll probably have the defense back a little bit. You know, uh, Coach Sanders probably is going to script out plays that he is the safest plays in his mind, that there's no mistakes. And then after the first two, three series, whether that's in the first quarter or not, if you're still in there, it's okay. The problem is Tennessee scores on those first three or or a, a special teams touchdown Can't or a, a pick six or a fumble, uh, you know, inside the red zone or something like that. And it's twenty-one nothing. It's downhill. I mean, you just can't come back from that. How you can do that is survive that first three series. Now, that's the ultimate 
what what's going to happen, right? I mean, and that's the the thing nobody really knows. But in all those games, that that's what it feels like. But uh, Tennessee did get some bad news. Their starting center, uh, Brandon Kennedy, is out. Although they do have, and they did have a couple of guys that were uh, taking snaps already prior to that. Ryan Johnson, the starting right guard, moves over. That's going to bump up. Uh, I think Jerome Carvin, who is a freshman, is going to be able. So you look at the offensive line. Trey Smith, who was a heck of a freshman and uh, an early candidate for an All SEC, if I'm not mistaken, and he's already on the Outland uh, Trophy watch list already as a sophomore. And you got Jameer Johnson, sophomore Ryan Johnson, sophomore Carvin's a freshman. Yeah. You do get um, a redshirt uh, or junior, and Drew Richmond is the most experienced at right tackle. But that's still a very young offensive line learning a new system and. It looked like the Tennessee was really dedicated to trying to establish that run last last week. I mean, they ran it 38 times in a game that ended up being pretty one-sided, so it wasn't like they were going to give up on that. Does that change with the starting center out and that offensive line being so young, or do they look at this as an opportunity with ETSU being a bit outsized to establish the run even more and kind of get um, a rhythm going on the ground? I think if you're ETSU's defense, you have to take – one thing away. Um, if it's the run, the pass, whatever it may be, whatever you're more comfortable with, try and dictate what Tennessee does. That's not going to be easy. It's not going to be like against Mars Hill, of course. And Tim Clifton talked with us about that last week. He said ETSU is probably going to dictate how we attack. And after that first drive, he probably didn't feel the same way, but then ETSU really exerted their authority. So whether it's the run, whether it's the pass, I love ETSU fans this week going after the Marchie Garantano comparison. Saying, now, best quarterback on the field is going to be Logan Marchie. Uh, Garantano is showing what in his time at Tennessee, and uh, Logan Marchi was better when he was at Temple. It really just kind of pouring it on on Garantano. Um, how much of that is true? I mean, I mean, you know, who knows? But it's great fodder. Um, and so with Marchi, you know, being what he was at Temple, um, and with him, you know, coming into this year and having a good first game, Garantano, uh, I mean, what's he going to be able to do? Is he going to be able to, you know, hit those receivers in stride? Will ETSU's secondary be able to step up in, in a way to be able to stop that passing game and keeping them more on the ground? It's just one thing or another to take something away and not let Tennessee do whatever they want, obviously going to be big. And uh, just a minute or two real quick, the, on the flip side, the biggest question mark is ETSU's offensive line, right? They've the last couple of years they've had their struggles. Now they're going to have the biggest tests of, of, of their life, to be honest. And you're looking at Kyle Phillips, 6'4", 273. Shot Tuttle, the nose tackle, wreaks havoc. He's a 300-pounder at 6'3". Alexis Johnson, 6'3", 213. They moved Jonathan uh, Kongbo from what was a defensive end to the jack linebacker, which I don't know anything other than that's going to be the rush right. in or the rush linebacker guy, yep. that's going to come flying at you at 6'5", 255. So – uh, the one question for sure is you'd have to give at least Garantano this. On paper, he's going to be able to stand upright a little more uh, maybe than Logan uh, Logan Marshy. If you look at it again, this. Now, I don't know. The the, the offense last week, a little balanced. Bucks did some things. Uh, you know, will now, they you try predict to get whatever out? demise you want to on the lines. I'm thinking that Marshy versus Garantano is going to be a pretty good QB matchup. I'm fine with that. I'm All just right, saying, if, if 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 Nasir player is in Garantano's ear hole, which West Virginia was be? in let's Garantano's go. ear hole the whole game. No, I think well, I've said go. he's a pro. Uh, we'll take our chances. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. There it is. Perfect let's go. Time. Randy Sanders and me are on the same page. We have a lot in common. Me and Randy Sanders, including. Saddling up and let's go down to Knoxville. Right now, let's we'll do it right go. now. We'll play I, Friday I, night. Let's we'll go. We'll take our chances and see play how Friday it afternoon, out. Friday night, Saturday night, Saturday morning, middle of the night. It doesn't matter. Turn the lights on. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> J- Jacob has woke up after missing the first one. He did. Yeah, he's, on he's back there. Too. All right. Well, we got we got to step aside. When we come back, the route tree. This is Sandos and the sidekick. 
If you're enjoying our podcast, it's on SoundCloud, it's on iTunes. We will effort here in a week or two to get back on Facebook Live. But for the most part, uh, we really appreciate the downloads. We really appreciate the subscriptions. If you could do that for us, uh, we will talk to Austin Herring. The route tree, Santos and the sidekick, continues after this timeout on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, everyone settle down. What, what's all the commotion about? There's a new instant game launching in August? It's only a dollar? And there are 12 different versions featuring 12 different dogs? Celebrate the dog days of summer with a new Lucky Dog Instant Game. Collect the whole litter today, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Citizens Bank and our growing lending team are excited to support the game broadcasts of the ETSU Buccaneers. We are proud to provide a lineup of options that fit the needs of local businesses, whether it's an expansion loan, remote deposit service, SBA loan, or treasury management services. We can help your business grow. Visit our website or your local Citizens Branch to speak with a qualified lender to learn more. From everyone at Citizens Bank, go Bucks! Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! I feel like day after day it's all the same. I know there's more out there. I, I just can't reach out and grab it. <laughs> Does that sound crazy? Uh, no, but I'm a butcher. Perhaps a nice seafood dinner would help? Oh, gosh, that sounds great. Excellent. I'll steam some shrimp for you. Really? No one's ever said that before. At Food City, our butchers can't solve your existential crisis, but they can offer a ton of other great services you won't find at most other grocery stores. Butchers make it better. Only at Food City. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Sandos and the sidekick. Routree. Oh, yeah, we got to come up with a bumper for that. I know. I was I've been about thinking okay. about it. I've already thought about it. There's literally not been one single second to do that, but perhaps uh, after ETSU goes into Knoxville and beats Tennessee tomorrow, I'll have the motivation to go out and do that after we take care of highlights and everything. Austin Herring, the Routree. Welcome. What's going on, guys? Good, Good to, to have be back. back. Good to have you back. And this is the first real Routree we're going to do, but 
uh, after introducing it last week, I want to first get your thoughts on our breakdown of the game, which obviously is more from a layman's point of view. Yeah, we watch film and we kind of know whoa, the teams and whoa. such. You're lame, and clearly I'm an expert, Austin. Tell him. Get him. Yes. Get him. <laughs> get him. You have been doing it a while. That's you, what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all you can say. For <laughs> that's you. all you're I said. You're not an expert. You have been doing it a while. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that breakdown? Is, is, is oh, it, stop it, it, yeah, Expert, stop quote, unquote. Uh, do you think that that breakdown is pretty accurate? I mean, obviously, you know, you kind of go more ETSU side just because we're an ETSU podcast or an ETSU quarterback. We're favoring ETSU. SU because you know, that's our job, eh? and, and it's what we want to happen. But yeah. anything that we left out, anything that we missed, anything you want to rub off that you heard? No, I think for the most part that was pretty accurate. I think you know last week I came in, on here and said you know from uh, Mars Hill's point of view, you know if we could get out on them early, that would put them in a really bad situation. Yeah, and it's the same thing for us this week, but it's we're in a different situation. If we can you know withstand those first few drives, like Jay mentioned, I think. That would be really good for us and you know, give us a chance to compete throughout the whole game, and you never know what can happen. Um, you know, if we get behind by a lot early, it could be really tough. It could be a long afternoon. Um, you also mentioned like you can't replicate that in practice, and that's 100% true. Um, if you're not honest with yourself, you know, we're ETSU. They're Tennessee. They're going to be able to recruit a different caliber of kid, um, and that's just kind of how it goes. So um, you can't replicate Jonathan Kongbo rushing you with the scout team because we don't have Jonathan Kongbo. You know, Nasir's really good, but you can't have him hit Logan every time in practice because then you won't have a quarterback to play in the game. So you know, with that, um, that will be interesting to see how we handle that. And I think for some of the guys who have been here for a long time, you know, you really don't know what to expect. We've competed against. You know, SoCon competition, we've played some out-of-conference teams like James Madison and Montana State that were really good. But this is the SEC. This is a little bit different. So I'll be interested to see how we respond to that. I think we'll respond well. And, you know, the quarterback battle or between Marchie and Garantano, um, I'll be the first to say, you know, I went to different you know quarterback camps throughout the country while I'm in college and competed against guys like Dwayne Haskins, who's at Ohio State, and, um, you know, different guys like that. DeAndre Francois threw with him a few times and, you know, different guys. And um, there's not that big a difference. When you're out there just throwing, um, you'd be surprised to see, like, well, hey, you know, Austin wasn't the greatest quarterback at ETSU, but he can throw a 10-yard out with these guys. You know, he didn't look out of place. And, you know, I guarantee you, you know, you go out there in pregame warm-ups and just watch these guys throw, there's not going to be a big difference between how we throw and how the Tennessee quarterbacks throw. Now, when the game starts – they do have five stars out wide, and they do have some, you know, other, you know, resources at their at their availability. But for us, you know, I, I think that you know Logan's a great player, and I think Garantano's got a lot of talent. But I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, number four, you know, sling it around and you know duel with him just like you know any other game. And I just want to back that because You're I'm such a doubter. <laughs> no, but no, that. no, I've had this conversation before. But at the quarterback position. There's le- it's like kickers. There, there, you don't have a lot of them on your roster. If you're a cornerback, they may have 10, 12 cornerbacks. So the level of corner, the difference in cornerbacks from an SEC yeah. level, and I'm not picking on corner, you could linemen, whatever you want to pick. Yeah. When you have where you start five linemen, where you start four defensive line or four linebackers, yeah. like you start doing the math, quarterbacks you carry three, four, yeah. not 12 or 20. Yeah. So, it's a, so the trickle-down effect from quarterback – or kicker, or whatever position is left, is a lot less well, than uh, it is uh, at other, yeah. Whose quarterback situation is better? 
Tennessee's or ETSU's. Austin Herrick started three years here. What's Tennessee got behind Garantano? Uh, Chris. Kyle Christ, who was undefeated yeah. at Stanford. Yeah, that's fine. In well, his starts. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And they run the ball. I've certainly and, not and, undefeated in my start. <laughs> you started <laughs> a lot more there. games. You started but three full seasons. I will say this. Kyle Christ did start in a Pac-12. So, but I would say in every other game ETSU's going to line experience? up about. Talk you, about you, I mean, you, nobody on. else has yeah, a 33, right, 33 <laughs> games experience as a start. Nobody else has that, I think. Two quick things. The day that I found out that I was going to be a backup, um, I thought, you know, I went from being, you know, pretty okay at my job, maybe a little above average, to I'm probably the best person at my job in the country in <laughs> FCS football. There it is. So, no, seriously, so, 33 starts. See, see, don't call me down. 33 so, so starts. There is better. If, if, yeah, if there's an issue, and let's be honest, the biggest concern, I don't care what anybody says, the biggest concern whenever you play this game was the same concern Mars Hill uh, uh, Coach Clifford yeah. talked to us about, is injuries because you play that type of level – it it just happens. We and I lived through, I think it was the '98 year where uh, ETSU played Miami, Florida to start the year. We went over that. We read yep. off the roster. There were 20 pros <laughs> on that Reed. team. There were so many guys yep. that were hurt Santana out for the year. Boss. And in the yeah. end of the year, they played Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. It was the weird year we yeah. played two of those games. Um, and and really the the lineup from Miami, Florida on game one to Mississippi State about game ten, and then they had to turn around and play one more uh, Southern Conference game at the end of the year. And they ju- they were missing 10, 12 guys. So the biggest thing, honestly, is ETSU, A, this helps us arrive. Mm-hmm. It helps recruiting. It shows, hey, we can go. It's the last step in what we yeah. talked about the other day. Uh, the other thing it is is you hope, you know, hey, you get a paycheck. I forgot that. And the last thing is the fact that if you can't survive that and all these guys get that experience, it makes you better. But in the same token, the reality is football is a collision sport, right? Mm-hmm. So there are going to be a situation where ETSU may not come out of this healthy. And, and all honesty, Tennessee still may not come out of this healthy, right? They've already lost a couple of guys. So it's a situation that has to be a concern. I don't want to – I've kind of stolen the route trees. We're going to go back to the route tree. <laughs> route tree, Austin Herrick, Mike Gallagher, Mike's got a scenario, go. Okay. Well, one yes. quick thing yes, I want to say for the fans to watch, and this is what I always try to watch when I watch FCS games versus FBS games, is – you know, you, you always like to say, you know, there's maybe one or two NFL guys, you know, on the team. And so one thing that I will watch for is the individual matchups, like Nasir versus their left tackle yes. or their right tackle. You know, really watch those matchups, and let's see how Nasir handles it. You know, Quay Holmes, you know, when he gets one-on-one with someone, can he make a miss? You know, those things will be really big for them and how they get evaluated at the next level. Um, for quarterbacks, I always think of this, like, those receivers, running backs, defensive ends, things like that, they have one-on-one matchups that they have to win. With quarterbacks, there's no one-on-one matchup. You're, it's really 10 versus 11, and, and you have to make the right decision. So um, that's one interesting point from my point of view. But as a fan, as someone watching the game, I would keep, you know, I would look out for those one-on-one matchups. Now that we're on this, I'll get to the rapture here in a second, but now that we're on it, now I want to change the stuff to go back to Tennessee. You have been here since this game was announced, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about the discussions in the locker rooms with other guys that have done that and just the anticipation and everything because since we're talking about this already, they're out tricking wait for a couple of minutes. And I, this is a really big one for me just because I think this is such a special occasion. And basically what Jay was saying, he talked about and mentioned it yesterday, was uh, on the coach's show he told Randy Sanders that he thought there were five stages of ETSU football. And the first was basically, you know, bring, just, it, bring it back. And it was he, coming back. I'll give it to you real quick. Yep. The next was hire a coach so he could bring in players. The third was the first game. But it was played at Kermit Tipton. Yeah. The fourth was having your stadium, having something you guys took ownership in. Yeah. And the fifth one for the rest of the country to realize we're back is to play this game. Yeah. 
that that's the five. So all the doubters of will this work? Will it do whatever? What are we going to do? This is the final stage, I think. And the, plus, let's be honest. People even use that against ETSU recruiting. Well, first it was their new program. They're playing a high school stadium. They don't have their own stadium. They don't have facilities. I mean, they're not even going to play a big team. I mean, they're not getting yeah. paycheck. Now you take all that away. Now there's no more excuses. You are finally back. So that's the five stages. So my point was just being being here at, for those five stages and now reaching the final one. Mm-hmm. It has to be kind of a surreal moment and just do some reflecting, looking back on what you've had, where you are, and where you're going. 100%. I was walking into the locker room today, and we get our itinerary for the weekend. And I looked at it and said ETSU versus Tennessee. And my first thought was, I can remember when this game was announced. And I thought about, hey, like, we're going to play Tennessee. We're going to be in Neyland. That's going to be so exciting. And to see that, like, it's actually here is really surreal. And I think all of us are really excited about it. It's a unique opportunity to go into Neyland and play. And um, with so much history with that program and in that stadium, um, I think we're all really excited about tomorrow. Okay, Rauchy. So here's how it works. If you didn't join us last week, and this was kind of a uh, introductory show last week to the route tree, just something I came up with at like 4:30 on a Wednesday morning. Just couldn't sleep. Was laying there, was just like, you know who really talks well, Austin Herrick. You know who I really like to talk to on the show, Austin Herrick. Like, doesn't matter. This is going to be a great segment, route tree. You're a quarterback. You have to make decisions on routes. The route tree is basically different routes that are running the same play. Blah 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 blah. So route tree, you have a lot of different options you can go. You all, you also want to be in athletic administration. You want to be a high-ranking person in athletics in some capacity at some point uh, in your life. Coaching is another option for you. So, a lot of big decisions there. We figure we give you some scenarios that have already played out, whether it be this past weekend, over the last 10 years, over the last 50 years. So we can tell you you're wrong. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Anytime in all of sports, and you pick one route, like you're going to have to in your career, like you've had to as a quarterback. So, I'm going to ask a couple of questions. You're going to answer those without knowing the scenario, and it will tell you what route you have chosen for this scenario that we're laying out specifically. So, my first question to you is, how do you feel about quarterbacks that force their way out of a situation by saying they don't want to play for a certain team at the pro level? Um, usually I would say, you know, be a team guy, you know, just go through it. But, no, I think that um, as I've kind of, kind of gotten older and had some more life experience, I think you should try to control your destiny as much as you can. So I, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, second question. If it came down to playing in a situation you didn't like, and being unhappy or playing a different sport professionally, knowing that you are very accomplished in that other sport as well, what would you do? If I'm unhappy, um, I would like to say I would choose the other thing. But I don't know, like, in this situation, how good you are at both. If it's equal, go do you the are, thing. You're, you are top level at both. Well, go do the thing that makes you happy. Go if you're unhappy at one. Okay, so if you're unhappy, I'll go do the thing that makes you happy. And, Austin, you have... Chosen your route. Go ahead and read. Uh, oh, no, not that one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's the route it. you chose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there we go. Apparently go it ahead the, and, it was the and read this go, one awesome. right pump up top. And, and okay. this is a situation that involved John Elway coming out of uh, Stanford in the early 80s. So you I was thinking of that. Yeah, yep, you had it. Um, I, John Elway, would like to announce that I've chosen to forego my football playing career to join the New York Yankees. While I understand that this will put the Colts in a difficult position, having drafted me first overall, and having planned their franchise around my success for the next 15 years, I feel I must watch out for the good of my family, myself, and my future, and the Yankees are a storied franchise that I look forward to helping reach the apex of the baseball world once again. Powerful, powerful Powerful. Stuff. You have done it. So, choosing baseball, this is what would have unfolded. With that being your choice, the Yankees would not have gone on 
to go 22 straight years without a World Series. I love this. You would have helped them change history with championships in 1985 when they won 97 games but missed the second season, coming in second to Toronto by just two games. Some of the best players in the league, if you keep up with baseball, have a wins above replacement of like seven or eight. So certainly, you as John Elway would have been able to make up for two games. You and Don Mattingly, who was the MVP that year, would have formed a dynamic offensive duo that went down in history as one of the most exciting to watch in the mid-'80s, and you would have helped strengthen the evil empire of New York, making everyone outside of that city hate your guts for life. So <laughs> congratulations, Austin Herring. That is the route you chose. Now, there were other routes. Of course, the one we know that Elway went to Denver um, yep. and, and everything unfolded the way it did. Lost a lot of Super Bowls before he won to. But got to a lot. Got to a lot. So go ahead and uh, read the other scenario here um, if you would have uh, stayed in Baltimore and actually played. Because this is where I thought you were going, in all honesty. Yeah. You're, you're a guy that puts himself second a lot and is a very team guy. So I thought that you would batten down the hatches, stay in what at the time was Baltimore. So go ahead and read yeah. that second quote. This is an if, Austin. Herring had chose to stay in Baltimore. I, John Elway, have had a change of heart and want to reconsider <laughs> my previous stance of being an entitled pretty boy from the West Coast <laughs> that can only live near water and mountains to feel comfortable in my masculinity. I have decided that I have an obligation to the Baltimore Colts since they are willing to trust me with their franchise and invest in me the way they have. I will invest all my energy in them to break a playoff streak that has now lasted seven years and will not last a season more with me throwing passes for the Colts. <laughs> did you realize there was going to be a reading test at the end of this? I did, I did not. I did, and the one thing is, thank God you're getting to read, because if he would have had a segment I where I have to you. read, yeah, no. it's going to get out. I know you better than that. Reading, so, math, spelling, I don't know. What, what am I going to So if you stay in Baltimore, you would change the path of that city forever, draw attention from the media and fans to the point of the Colts no longer needing to relocate to That's Indianapolis right. just one year later. And the Elway, and you would make a good on your word, in 1984, getting Baltimore back to the playoffs, ending a streak of seven straight seasons, not making the postseason, and moving a franchise that would make only one playoff appearance from 1978 to 1994 to a perennial power out east, winning Super Bowls in 1987. The one playoff appearance they had, and the Browns actually were the team that beat them, uh, yeah. but clearly Elway would get the better of Kosar um, yeah. in those situations, uh, who would be just reduced to rubble by John Elway for <laughs> the better part of that decade. Uh, as for Denver, since they would have never traded Mark Herman, the quarterback that they traded for Elway and tackle Chris Hinton to Baltimore, they would still need a quarterback, and with their 1984 selection, they'd reach for a quarterback instead of taking the obvious choice, Boomer Esiason in the second round, or Jay, uh, or excuse me, um, the other quarterback taken was Jay Hostetler or Jeff Hostetler? Jeff, uh, Jeff Hostetler. Who won, two, who won two, I believe, championships. Uh, well, he was on two. He was the uh, he was the backup when Phil well, Simpson won the them, first but one. He also, but he was yep. the backup, uh, and Phil got hurt, and Hostetler actually right. came in and won the second one. Yeah. So they take Jay Schrader. Uh, who had a career oh, quarterback yeah, rating Redskin. of 71.7 sure, sure. and a career yeah. completion percentage of 51. Denver would no longer be the team that they were in the future. They would be forced to relocate to the burgeoning fan interest of Denver all the way over to uh, Indianapolis. Denver would never take off infrastructurally the way they have, and the hundreds of thousands that made the area one of the hot spots to move in the last five years would never go to Denver, instead making Baltimore a destination spot for those looking to relocate. And just as the Baltimore Colts ended up uh, moving, it would be the uh, now Indianapolis Broncos and Indianapolis uh, being the uh, team that they were, you know, Baltimore. I mean, it's all just a big, giant, um, rolling downhill type thing. So you, in your choice... Uh, clearly changed the course of history with the New York Yankees. Uh, Twenty one out of you, and Austin. The, and the other choice would have definitely changed things as it did. Now, Denver is kind of one of the big places right now. Denver, Seattle, those type of places. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so de they wouldn't have the Broncos. Not everyone would have flocked 
and Colorado would just be uh, a big chasm of nothingness right now. A big hostile wasteland. That's right. Frozen tundra. You know who this directly affects? The uh, University of Tennessee alumnus Peyton Manning. Oh, sure. Directly. Sure. That's right. With both franchises. That's you right. Know, so what of Peyton Manning then? Now he so it would have been the pick to I guess Denver going to Indianapolis in this situation because um, they would have relocated Baltimore obviously would have kept the Colts and then you have Denver going to Indianapolis. Uh, does Denver draft Manning? You would have never clearly had the need the Colts because they would have had Elway. They would have thought, oh, he's going to play forever. He's yeah. been he's been brilliant, so we're not going to draft him. So then, is it the Indianapolis Broncos and Peyton Manning? Does he go somewhere else? So there's trickle down effects all throughout yeah. these situations. And, that affects uh, Brady and you know. Nothing affects Brady. <laughs> if you're a six-rounder, I don't really know if that affects you. If you're a first-rounder, first couple picks, it probably does. But Manny versus yeah. Brady, would Manny versus Brady ever be a well, thing? Or well, maybe maybe uh, Belichick has success in Cleveland, True, and well, he never goes. I mean, he. The, the funny thing is he beat New England in the playoffs the year before he got fired. 9-7 yeah. and seven in a playoff win wasn't good enough for him. And they they fired me with nine and seven playoff win to eight and eight, and they were like, ah, he's got to get rid of him. And then yeah. that that falls into the the trickle down effect altogether too. Throughout like, tree, yeah. as Austin well, Herring playing John Elway, absolutely. <laughs> I will say this too: Bill Belichick still holds a distinction of being the Jets coach twice, each for one day, and never coaching the Jets. I did not know that. Probably better for him. Yeah. Oh, it, no it, one wants to take because uh, the, when the. Just backstory: Kraft had sued the Jets when when Parcells went there because he wanted compensation. Mm-hmm. So he resigned. Parcells resigned for one day, and uh, and so the interim coach was uh, Bill Belichick. And then when Parcells decided he was going to hang it up and name Bill Belichick the coach, Bill Belichick was the coach for one day until he found out, and then he resigned. And so he actually was the head coach twice. I should have known you'd find a way to make this about the Patriots. Of course you I did. Mean, boy, Austin. <laughs> Love how you wear your heads at. Final thoughts on Tennessee. I think it'll be a good game. I, I think, you know, weather could play a factor. I know yesterday we did some wet ball drills, so if it's wet, I think that plays in our favor a little bit. Um, I think the main I'll – I'll end with what I started with. We have to weather the storm of the first few drives. And, um, you know, if we're able to do that, I, I think it'll be a really compelling game. If not, it could be a long afternoon. John Herrick, Austin Elway on the route tree. <laughs> All right, appreciate it, Austin. We'll Thanks see you next week, buddy. Right, Good luck. See y'all. It's comments it. from Austin Herrick. That is the route tree overdue for a break. This is Sanderson Sidekick. Don't forget you can download to SoundCloud, iTunes, and much more. We will step out for a timeout next segment after this on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Nicewanger Children's Hospital is proud to be the only hospital in the region dedicated to serving kids, teens, and their families. With over 20 subspecialists in pediatric medicine, as well as access to the Level 1 Trauma Center at Johnson City Medical Center, we are committed to providing hope and healing to you and your family. To learn more, visit NiceWongerChildrens.org. That's NiceWongerChildrens.org. The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 12 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Here's the deal. At Wendy's, every hamburger is made with fresh, never frozen beef. Now here's the big deal. You can get a day's double with a half pound of hot and juicy beef, along with small fries and a drink for just $5 when you download the Wendy's app. And the real deal? 
That's a whole lot of delicious Wendy's food for just $5. Download the app today. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson's Getting locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. Hear from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. The scariest bumper known to man for Sandoz at this time. Jay Sandoz, Mike Gallagher, Jacob Townsend is sharpening his tools to let us know how good and bad we were uh, since we didn't get to do it Monday. We'll recap our previous bold predictions, move forward to this. going to uh, be a great these segment, bold predictions, yes. but uh, this segment? Well, yeah, I want to look back at last week's uh, Southern Conference scoreboard, and firstly, something that stood out to you, we look at the uh, the different finals, and there were three mm-hmm. that had 66 as a final, and you think that is one of the most outlandish, ridiculous, impossible coincidences, or is it not a coincidence? Maybe you have a conspiracy theory about it. I'm not sure. I- I'm just going with you will not see uh, 66 as a final score on the board the rest of the year. 66 is a it's not a totally inconceivable number to get to because, what, it's nine touchdowns and a field goal, but still you had – one team winning and Sanford putting up 66, and two teams losing by giving up 66, which was Mercer and VMI. It's just very odd, I think, number to land on uh, in games. And so I just don't think there will be another 66. And obviously with 66, there's not much of a reason to break down any of those games. Citadel Wofford was a big one. Ended up being a very good game. Tied going into the fourth at 21. Did you have a chance to see any of that? I, I have not. I was actually talking to Coach Taylor about it. Uh, I am going to try to watch it early next week. But Wofford, I do know, scored the first 21 points. And Citadel made a comeback, uh, even having a defensive touchdown to get it to 21. And Wofford went forward eventually on fourth down uh, and got a, a big fourth down. And not just that, they ended up scoring a touchdown on that. So ended up uh, picking that up. And then I thought Chattanooga, the bounce back, Nick Tiano, there were a lot of questions about the quarterback position. Second straight year, their quarterback been suspended. But Nick Tiano ended up uh, uh, nice performance, 318 yards. I think the, the wide receiver Nunley was the uh, Southern Conference player of the week uh, offensively with 161 yards and a score. And then they've got a tough task this week coming up. It's one of the two conference games, and it will be uh, um, Citadel hosting 
Chattanooga. And for Chattanooga, really, I, this is a, and we'll talk about this on tomorrow's broadcast. This is a big game because if Citadel goes 0-2 in the league, boy, they got a real uphill struggle. You know, Chattanooga being a road team, if they go 1-1, you know, it's okay. But if Chattanooga can go 2-0, boy, they're on that upswing. Really a bounce back from a subpar year last year for Citadel. Boy, you got a lot of work to do if you're 0-2 through the first two games. And both those are conference games. A little unfair maybe, excuse me, for Citadel maybe to get their feet wet. And then the other conference game is VMI Wofford. I mean, I'll just be honest. Wofford shouldn't have any issues there. And maybe the game besides um, Chattanooga and Citadel that will be one of the top games in the country will be Furman at Elon. Last year was a barn burner. Elon picked up that win 34-31 at Furman. They jumped out to like a crazy 28 nothing lead. Furman came back and took the lead 31-28, and then uh, I think it was the last six points of the game, or maybe it was 10 points, maybe it was 35, 31. But there was a, a seven or 10, a six or 10 point. I don't know if it was two field goals or a field goal and touchdown that uh, Elon was able to score at the end of uh, the game, last two possessions to upset uh, Furman at their place. Now, Furman went on a crazy win streak after that, so we'll see if Furman can uh, come back from that. Anything else catch your eye on the FCS scoreboard? Kennesaw State last night, 49-10 to 10 over Tennessee Tech. Looking down the scoreboard, it's not a ton of matchups with that. In fact, not one. It doesn't look like the matches up. Two top 25 teams. So the second week may be a, a bit of a, I don't know if you want to call it a letdown for fans, but there aren't those top-level matchups yeah. aside from Furman Elon. Yeah, there was only one, I think, is Eastern Washington and Northern Arizona. Oh, yeah. And I have a little bit of a breakdown. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But uh, Eastern Washington is trying to stay in the upper echelon. Northern Arizona has been trying to make a name for themselves. They haven't been able to get over the hump in some of these non-conference uh, games, intersectional games. And so for Northern Arizona, it's a big game. It's a bigger game for them uh, to try to beat the six-seed uh, or, or six-ranked uh, Eastern Washington right now. And I'll tell you, don't don't sleep on uh, South Dakota State's the third team in the country. They're playing Montana State. That's another. The Bobcats are uh, looking to bounce back from a, a year that they had last year. It was forgettable. So we'll see if the Bobcats are what they are now or if, sort of like Chattanooga if that was a fluke last year. North Carolina A&T is off to a really, really hot start. They actually play a future opponent of ETSU this year, Gardner-Webb. You see them having much trouble with that. It'll be good to see Gardner-Webb against a top-tier team, see where they're holding are and obviously for ETSU be able to exploit some of those in a couple weeks. Yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, North Carolina A&T, not just a, a huge win and basically what was a road game uh, in the opener. I know it was a neutral side against Jacksonville State, but that was a big win and a lot of people were hammering Jacksonville State. Now the next week, North Carolina A&T goes and hammers uh, East Carolina. I mean, second in a row, East Carolina's taken a, a lump from an, an FCS school. Uh, and so it'd be interesting to see, you know, if North Carolina A&T is starting to get that love, and they jumped to fifth in the country. So it it didn't take long. They were about twentieth, and after a couple of wins, they 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 go from you know give or take, um, or at least I think they were uh, a little bit higher ranked. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but I thought they were like, you know, nineteen twenty, and all of a sudden, you know, they get that win, then they beat a F- FBS team. And, you know, rightfully so, they, they should start jumping up as as far as the category. Actually, they were 14, so I was a little off base. But still, they're a top-five team now, which, you know, you look at the other top-five teams, I would I would argue, you know, who has had a better uh, win in the top-five. It's tough because JMU's been in the title game last couple of years, won championship. North Dakota State's won like a 1,000 and, and – so you can see one and two, but South Dakota State, you know, we'll see how, what they are uh, after this game against Montana State. It is a home game for them, so they should be able to pick up that win. Good talk. All right, let's uh, let's move on. We'll step aside for a timeout. When we come back, it's the ever-popular 
bold predictions. Jacob Townsend, our greatest from last week. We'll make our bold predictions for the weekend coming up. Our final segment on Sandos and the Sidekick. You can download us on SoundCloud. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Download or just listen on either one of those uh, applications as well. We'll step aside for a timeout. More Sandos Sidekick after this on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 19- no one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. There is no way LeBron James leaves Cleveland again. I agree with Jarvis Landry. I think the Browns are a Super Bowl contender this year. How in the world can you not see that Big Baller Brand is far superior to making the NBA than Puma? Now, rumors fly a lot. Jason Witten is not going to Monday Night Football. I mean, the Mike Ayers rumor that he's leaving, no way. I bet he's there until 2025. Terrell Owens has made a career off jawing, running his mouth. Will he be in Chattanooga for his Hall of Fame induction? No chance. He'll be in Canada. Bold predictions. I mean, you just can't say something without somebody cutting out and playing it later. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. We make comments. Everyone's watching all the time. It's just, you know, 
So we so we made some mistakes, and we're going to make a segment out of it. So bold predictions, real quick, because we need to get into this week's bold predictions. But uh, we didn't have the show Monday due to the holiday. And Jacob, you're uh, how do we do? Uh, Mike, you did well. Jay, you let me down a little bit, but that's, that's okay. Uh, let's start off with some positive because if Sandoz and the sidekick sidekick is anything, it's a positive podcast. So let's start off with some positive ETSU predictions. Jay, you said the Bucks would get 185 rushing yards total. Impressive. They ended up getting 238, so good Impressive. by you. Also, you said Quay Holmes – I'm sorry, you said an ETSU rusher would get 100 yards. Quay Holmes did, so he got 118, so. To be clear. Genius. To be clear, you are a genius, but that was one prediction. You did not do two separate ones, yeah, so that, that is one, one. point. It, yes, yes. It, yes, that is that is correct. That only counts as one. Yes. We're keeping track of these standings, too. I was behind oh, I by I one, him, I believe, coming yeah. into this past week. Why don't you stop stealing the man's thunder, Mike? Sorry, How about ahead. that? Yeah, your name's sort of on the show, Mike, you know? So let me have uh, my moment. No, well, yeah, yes, calm of. down, calm down. Sort of. People uh, have been calling me sidekicks since it started. It's he's, really he, bad. He, it's just, he's I don't have a name. He's replaceable, if that's what you're saying. He is, I know. I know that's medium as a tough shirt for me to put into. Uh, Mike, you had, you said ETSU volleyball would win all their games in three setters. They did, but that He's is a little cheating. bit under criticism, but I'm going to give it to you. Whatever. Anyway. I well, I, no, 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 you don't have to give it to him. I am the smartest man Listen, alive. Jacob, you don't have to give it to him. I mean, you're the score. I mean, if you want to deduct a half point or something, I'm fine with that. Please. Matter of fact, I think it should be. No, absolutely Under not. review. I'm putting my protest in right now. That's Do we have fine. a commissioner? I'm going to put uh, it in the angry man and see what he thinks. <laughs> oh, that's um, great. Let's let him decide. Okay. Yeah, him and angry coach. Um, now let's get negative about some of y'all's predictions about ETSU. Jay, you said that they'd get seven touchdowns. They didn't. They only ended up four, with four, but that's still okay. I like the prediction at the time. And uh, A couple dropsies cost us. Dropsies, yes. And, Mike, you said uh, that they'd get five interceptions. They didn't get any, I don't believe, so. Can That's you okay. fault me for believing? I mean, I, I'm just a believer. That's all it is. I, I'm not going to apologize for that prediction. I didn't give a third one, right, Jacob? Uh, you did. Gonna... No, you oh. did. <laughs> oh, you absolutely you did. Gave oh. college football predictions outside oh. of ETSU. Jay, you had Army over Duke. That was a blowout on Friday night. The fighting David Cutcliffe took down West Point. So, Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any just dumber. stupid. Just stupid. Yeah. But, Mike. Labor Day was good to you, sir. Oh, yeah. As you had LSU over Miami and the fighting at Orgeron's cooked up some jumbo on the hurricane. <laughs> Big He's time. the smartest man in the universe. Big uh, time. I mean, it was not even close. I turned it on. I must have gotten back around uh, 10, 11 o'clock, turned it on, and it was all done and dusted. I mean, there was nothing else to be had. Now, I also want to make the point that I said there were going to be in – the kind of preamble to my bold predictions. I said there were going to be two really tight games that weren't going to be upsets no, last week. I said, no, no. I said that James Madison was going to make it close at North Carolina State. They did exactly that. And I said, while Appalachian State may catch some people predicting that upset, they were going to make it competitive at Penn State, but James Franklin would get it done. And that's exactly what happened in both of those games. An overtime game for Penn State, 45-38 over App State. And then in that James Madison, North Carolina State game, 24-13 Wolfpack. So I think that those combined, like a half point each, because they weren't bold no. predictions, but they were like almost bold, and then maybe they were like not happening. So I think those combined is another point. No, you get three. You had three. You get three. This isn't a stickers and candy show. That's all you get. <laughs> stickers and candy. Yeah. Mike, is going on. Mike, you went two and one this week. Yes. Jay, you went one and two. Mm-hmm. You Garbage. all, both for two weeks, are now tied. Two and four on but I have picks. the tie break because of those two almost predictions. 
No, clearly. no tiebreakers here. No, okay. No. So those are plenty of weeks you to go. We'll plan. figure out. Yeah. Well, it's probably going to be a blowout by about week four or five if Sandoz keeps predicting the stupid things that he has. That's uh, well, completely Let's find fair. out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good lead in. Who's so. first? Uh, you went two and one, so uh, you, you can uh, you can defer or you can receive. What do you want to do here? Oh, I definitely want to be able to react to what you do, so go ahead. I'm going to say that ETSU against Tennessee will win the turnover battle. Okay. And I'm going to say ETSU will be plus two in the turnover battle. Plus two. Wow, that so is. So I'm predicting three Tennessee turnovers okay. to ETSU's one. That is bold. I, I And if – that is the case. That'll leave us in a pretty good situation. Same with my bowl prediction for ETSU football. I think that ETSU will either be tied or ahead at the half in Knoxville, sending the volunteer faithful into a tizzy and the volunteer players into the locker room for what is sure to be a chewing out by Jeremy Pruitt. ETSU just had a whole lot of things go wrong last week and still put up over 500 yards after losing three fumbles, one in the goal line, missed a couple field goals, a few drop passes. I think they come out. Smack the bowls in the mouth. And then anything is possible in the second half. If you're tied or ahead going into the second half, who knows? I'm going my second one. I'm going to the pro football ranks, and I'm I'm going to take from your 0 and 16 Jarvis Landry, Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm going the Browns upset the Steelers week <laughs> one. Yes. Get off the schneid and all the Bud Light. Uh, um, uh, coolers that they put around this city yes. that is locked until they win a game will be unlocked week one. Browns beat the Steelers. Do you, you care to make a bold prediction about the city still standing after those Bud Light coolers are unlocked? I mean, that's uh, a lot of free beverages. A, I mean, they're 1-31 in 31, their last 32. Uh, so they got a chance to match what they've done the last though, two years. Can you imagine the people, all that free beverage that will be provided to them? I mean, I, I'm not sure that Cleveland makes it through well, the Well, I'll just say this. Win. It's only the free Bud Lights that's left in the cooler. So I, I've seen one cooler that looks like, yeah, it's got about 100 of them in there. So if you're at a big bar, you may only get oh. one of those. Well, okay. You know, it's not free Bud Light for the history of the That's life fun. of the city. Well, I, I assume that they would but, truck I mean, in one per person at least, cat. and there's okay. going to be the people that don't have it, and then there's going to be maybe the it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe they so did that. a math on – because, again, I only saw the picture of the one bar. Maybe they can only have 100 people in that bar. To be fair, fair, how many people live in Cleveland? Probably about three, 400,000, maybe a little bit more. Could be more than that. So you, you bring in about 500,000 Bud Lights, I suppose. Well, and you assume people will be line. at the game too, right? That's another thing. Are they providing free Bud Light at the game? Only until the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. And so that wouldn't work if it's only if they win. Yeah, there's no free Bud Light. Okay. Okay. College football bowl prediction, and uh, Jacob, this one's for you, buddy. Arizona State is going to pull that upset against Michigan State, and I'll give you a few reasons why. Firstly, Herm Edwards still has a six-pack and can run a 4-9-40 is what I've seen out there. I haven't seen him run it myself, but a 4-9-40 with a six-pack at like 80 years old or however old he is. Uh, So I'm loving the fact that he is in peak condition like his players are. They uh, They hit California hard in the recruiting class this past year and also finished with the 36th best recruiting class, even though, firstly, Arizona State has been bad for a number of years, and also getting a late start was Herm Edwards and company. They've got the renovations coming, so I'm sure they're feeling good going into this game about where this program is going. You've got Herm running his whole CEO-type pro-style management thing. Uh, Antonio Pierce is now the recruiting coordinator that was named this week. Uh, They've only got three 10-win seasons the last 20 years, 18-20 and over their last three, but Herm is breathing new life into the Sun Devils. Last week, ASU, a 49-7 win over a city that has the San Antonio Spurs, so a winning tradition down in that city that the school they beat is from. I'm thinking that's a pretty big victory. Uh, And then Michigan State on the other side gave up 300 in the air to Manny Wilkins uh, or excuse me, 300 in the air to Utah State and Manny Wilkins threw for 237 and four scores last weekend. The Spartans are in trouble. Arizona State is going to throw all over 
who is it? Mark D'Antoni? Mark, uh, Mark D'Antonio? Mark yep. D'Antoni? Is Mark it D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni? No. Mike D'Antoni, Mark D'Antonio. It does not matter. <laughs> Arizona State and Herm Edwards, 2-0, pull that upset, and the conversation, the bubbling up can start. All right, okay, very quickly. Go go, go, um, go. I'm going to go 5-0 in my fantasy football leagues this weekend. No chance it's going to happen, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Fans wow, threw me off. Yes. Uh, hurry. I've lost, Hurry. I've lost his name. I've lost his name. Okay, this I've lost is, his name. That's it. See, Clint, he can't. End Clint, the show. <laughs> Clint, Clemson's uh, quarterback situation. Okay. The freshman overtakes. Trevor Lawrence. The, yes. Lawrence, thank no you. No help. Overtakes. overtakes. I've got it right too. here. I've got it right There's here. I've got asterisk. his name. Lawrence takes over. Boom. Whatever. He'll be the starter at the end of the Texas A&M. He only He'll gets a half point season. for that Boom, one. Go. You get the other half point, Boom. Jacob. Boom. Okay, that's it. We're done. Sanderson sidekick. Another week in the books. We'll recap ETSU Tennessee football. On Monday show, plus we'll recap all my good bold predictions. Are oh, you getting help on your bold Gallagher's predictions? This terrible is completely insane. Gold predictions. Sanderson sidekick, SoundCloud, iTunes. Next week, Buccaneer Sports Network.